Hello, listeners. Thank goodness you're here. I was beginning to wonder if I would ever get out of this conundrum. It's a bit of a pickle. There I was, minding my own business, when I spotted the most beautiful gem stuck in a hole in this fallen log. I have a hold of it. <coughs> but I can't seem to get my fist out of this log. Oh, what to do? I'll tell you what. Think it over while we explore this week's episode. A farewell to arms. We join our esteemed orator, Tapan, as he broadcasts his radio show. Sounds like he just finished describing the audio spectral analysis of various crew members, and is moving on to current events. Let's join in. Despite my misgivings at hosting such an event on the ship itself, the USS Tapan's radio program's tri-quarterly arm wrestling tournament is set to conclude with the final round tomorrow. Drac will compete against an unknown adversary who will be drawn from a sealed entry box, as is tradition. I will remind listeners that my dedication to this show precludes my own entry into the competition. As a final note, it has come to my attention that some viewers find my disposition off-putting or unfriendly in nature, which I find contradictory to the many times I have been specifically told I have a radio-friendly face. In an effort to appease what must be a small but vocal minority of my listeners, Molatinum has made changes to the USS Tapon's radio program. You guys, I have arms now. Oh my god, oh my god. Wait, I can't move these. Oh no, I'm paralyzed. Just when I was ready to upset the finals tomorrow. <gasps> I can't even masturbate. As I tried to explain previously, the arms attached to the ship are empty and allow the inhabitants to wave to other ships as we pass. <sighs> Assuming they have their view screen aimed at the port or starboard ends of the sphere section. Wait, won't that be extremely dangerous? What if something hits your arm? This is space. The chances of anything colliding is astronomical, let alone hitting a target that small. Now, we will conclude today's broadcast. I must rest my voice for tomorrow's discussion of the history of pugilism as it relates to... <clears throat> lower cognitive reasoning. This is bent upon. That is all. About five minutes later, in the medical bay. Ah! Oh, oh, God! I'm dying! The gray specter of death has come to take me to the green beyond! Oh. Tavon, can you step back for a second? I'm trying to stop the bleeding. Dross, can we even do anything about a missing arm? I don't know. I've dealt with ouchies, boo-boos, and owies on the battle axe before, but this is way more serious. Like a mega boo-boo. <laughs> Why couldn't anyone else have been nearby while I was practicing flipping the Romulan bird for the ships arriving tomorrow? <laughs> oh, thanks, Tavon. I think I've stopped the bleeding for now. Computer, have you been able to locate Hotin's right arm yet? You know, no one seems concerned that I also lost an arm today. Mine was newer, even. Well, your arm and Hotin's are probably still together. Oh, yeah. Still, my sensors haven't been able to pick up where it went. I'll be sure to ask everyone who comes aboard for the tournament tomorrow if they've seen it. At least I still have Lieutenant Leftly. What should we do with Hoteen? He seems stable, but we can't just keep him unconscious forever. They don't stay conscious very long once they've left the head. Wait! I might know who could help us with this. I'll need to, uh, go make a call. An encrypted subspace communication should do. You should probably go along and help Drac get ready for tomorrow. Hotin will be okay here for a little while. 
Don't worry, listeners. I know things seem dire now with our incorrigible Hotine being down a five spot. But things aren't all bad. I've still got a good handle on this gem. Now if I could just handle it without the log encasing my hand. Hmm. Anyway, the ship has to quickly give up the search for Hotine's arm, as the tri-quarterly final round is set to begin soon. Looks like Drac is about to reveal the identity of his competitor. It is now time to choose the mystery competitor. As is tradition, I must state what many of you already know, that these competitors entered themselves weeks ago for a chance to upset the final round. Crash, as the runner-up, you get the honor of presenting the entry box. Just like old times. Remove the ceremonial Klingon duct tape, so that I may plunge my fist deep within until I find my opponent. I carefully peel back the delicate tape and pry the lid of the entry box open, the creaking of which gives me goose pimples. Oh dear, I forgot the lube again. I will have spectators note I am using my left arm to avoid any potential lacerations like the ones that cost me my deserved victory during the last tri-quarterly tournament. And here it is. My competitor is... Hoteen? Blow Queen? <laughs> well, unless he walks through the door with a new arm, it looks like I've already won the tournament. Maybe not the most honorable win, but I can see the details when I tell the story later. Dross, fetch the title belt so I may convert it into a battle sash. Right away, sir. <sighs> sir. I point dramatically at the person who just entered the room. Their leather jacket, greenish hue, and sunglasses give no discernible sign of who they could be. Hmm, and their oversized right arm has a metallic sheen to it. No, I certainly don't know anyone like that. Crash, it's Hoteen! I'm not so sure, Dash. As long as I've known Hoteen, he's only had the one arm. And this cool cat clearly has two. Just once, could you two shut it for a moment? Computer, you said there was some emergency. Dude, you've been selected as the secret competitor for the final round. You and that bodacious arm are up. What? I didn't even enter this stupid competition. Besides... <gasps> I just got this thing installed. So thanks, but no thanks. I'd listen to Dupont's show before I'd willingly watch you guys have a hand-holding contest. I understand, Cums Green. With an arm like that, I'm sure you'd prefer some solo dagger play in your quarters. <laughs> you think a masturbation joke is going to bait me, Drac? I've been sheathing the dagger since before you earned your first Targ Scout's fire badge by rubbing your two dicks together. It's good that you're practiced. Not like you've had much other options since the captain kicked you out. You want to hold hands so bad, let's go then. About time. Computer, count us down. Three, two, one. Guys, there's been a breach on deck... this room? My god. I point to the floor where a Drac-sized hole has appeared. I'm pretty sure that hasn't always been there. Drac! Drac, are you okay? This means the winner is. Whoa, the green machine. That was quite the upset. Hoteen the green machine beat Drac with what surely couldn't be construed as an unfair advantage. We join Hoteen later the next day as his radio show is about to start. Oh, and it looks like he has a visitor. Listen, Kath. It's sweet of you to check up on me, but <laughs> I'm fine. You lost an arm the other day. 
Besides, I saw the message you sent from the medbay. It may be a foreign concept to you, but I was concerned. And... <sighs> I'm not even going to ask where this new arm came from. Oh, you noticed? Hotine, it's a giant metal arm. It's kind of hard not to notice. Can you stop rubbing the panel like that while I'm talking to you? This? Um, oh, uh, the, uh, the servos have to, um, recalibrate sometimes, that's it. Um, besides, you're not the only one who's taken a second glance. Oh, look, I've had a few missed calls. Hey, Hoteen. Heard you're packing quite the green machine these days. <laughs> I'll be in the sector next week, and I was thinking about that seductive line you gave me on Risa just before I had to leave for an emergency hair-washing appointment. The Nexus may have to miss me for a while so I can bring a piece of it to your quarters. Bye for now. So you see, Kath, the hoe train's leaving the station. Kath? Ugh, guess she left. Oh well, plenty more lining up for a ticket to ride. You know, listener... I'm no stranger to finding a seductive message on my answering machine. Perhaps I'll play one for you once I have use of both my hands. Oh, don't worry, it's still just a log issue. Anyways, let's join Crash later in the week as he checks in on Drac. I'm not sure he took his defeat well. Go away, Dross! I told you, I'm in no state to be seen by a spotter at the moment! Drac, the bell isn't working. I continue to bang on the door. Drac, I know you're in there. The computer seems to believe so at least. And I already checked the... Crater you left on deck nine. Ugh, come in. I glance around at the various trinkets and weaponry my ex-lover has chosen to decorate his quarters with. The gaudy nature of it all screams of a fragile ego which must have been shattered as Drac careened through the deck floor not just a few days ago. I look at Drac's body, which might be even more bruised than his ego. Just wanted to stop by to see if you're feeling alright, buddy. Am I alright? Am I alright? I was this close to victory when- Ah! Can't even sit up without feeling the sting of defeat. How did he do it, Crash? How did that green hobgoblin manage to beat me? I stroke my dimpled chin as I consider Drac's query. Hotine did seem different yesterday. Almost unrecognizable even. You know, I bet it had something to do with that mechanical arm he had. Yes, Crash, obviously. Help me up, we need to figure out where he got it from. I think I know where to start too. Later that afternoon, Dross briefs Kathy while they try to get in their daily 30,000 steps. What? You try staying fit with a replicator capable of making anything in your bedroom. <sighs> Back in my day, we just used machines to walk for us in our sleep. At least until they were outlawed after the walking wars of 2299. This doesn't seem right, Dross. How can we still be losing this much energy when the guests have all left? I'm not sure myself, Captain, but I ran the numbers twice. I even did that thing where you make all the panels flash brightly colored lights and show unnecessary warnings to make the inevitable result look really impressive. That is standard Kelvin protocol. Have you been able to determine the source of it? The last time we had a prolonged spike in usage like this, Mo went hoarse from dressing down the crew. I'm not sure yet. So far, it looks like it's not a stowaway or anything like that. I'll keep checking. That's no good. 
We'll have to start checking. Sorry, ladies. No autographs today. Oh, it's just you two. Hoteen, are you alright? The guests left yesterday and you look a little different. I guess success would stand out pretty strongly on this ship, Boyd Dunder. You're looking at the hottest thing this side of the neutral zone. All thanks to this baby. Has your arm become even bigger? And is that part of your quarter's comm panel on your forearm? How did you even integrate it? That, I uh, decided to expand my soundboard on this thing. Let's see. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to... Um, still working out all the settings for this. Sir, you seem really sweaty. Are you okay? You two obviously haven't operated at my level or with my lifestyle. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need some food and then I have a tark pack to captivate. Oh, woo. Captain, should we do something about his arm? Sounds to me like his head is the real issue. Let's deal with the energy problem. Besides, you heard Hoteen. It's obviously not a concern. Wow. Hoteen may be making new fans left and right as the green machine, but he's certainly not making friends on the ship. Let's check in with his show a bit later. For now, it looks like Crash and Track have made their way to the observation room, where a certain weatherman has been relaxing. Why are you two even here? I was just trying to unwind for once and enjoy the view. I'm sure you were, and we'll be happy to let you continue relaxing once you help us out a little bit. I place my hand on Tavan's shoulder, giving it a gentle squeeze. Not in a sensual manner, but one that tries to convey a tender friendship and familiarity. I also match my eye level to his, and maintain a warm degree of unblinking eye contact to let him know that he's safe. Uh, Crash? This is making me very uncomfortable. Could you guys just tell me what you want? I give Tavan a reassuring smile, but make sure not to blind the poor fellow with my mouth pearls. Word on the ship is you've been quite handy. That is, you've been more than willing to lend a helpful hand as of late. What if Drac and I had a job requiring your expertise? A hand job, perhaps. How did you get stuck on the hands? This is about the whole arm. Oh right, sorry. So what about it, Tavan? Will you do an arm job for our good friend Drac? Oh wait, <sighs> this is about Hoteen's new arm. I furrow my brow in confusion. Did I mispronounce Drac that badly? Look, there's only two people on this ship who could get a piece of cyberdeck technology that sophisticated. Since most are away doing portraits for all of the members of the Breen leadership, that only leaves you. Look, even if I wanted to help you, that was a big favor I called in to get the arm sent here. I'm not sure I could get another one in my lifetime. This is a question of my honor, Tavon. Also, I coordinated all of my outfits for the rest of the month to require a battle sash. Maybe you would be motivated if you needed more than one arm delivered. Oh, that would be wonderful. Then I would finally be able to do my regular duties while flexing. No, Crash. The extra arm would be for Tavon. But Tavon can compete with these Andorian pythons. Besides, both of his arms work adequately. It's not like they've been broke. Oh. It must be nice constantly living in the past, Crash. Drac, have you ever considered the non-threatening option to get a favor? Ever? Because that's the only way I'll even consider trying to get another arm for you. Surely you don't mean asking 
nicely. Would it kill you? It killed my great grandrack. Wait, really? Yeah, he tried asking for a customary helping of seconds during the first contact potluck. Turns out their species regularly practice cannibalism when we're undergoing a food shortage. That's still my price. Trust me, it's extremely generous. Tavon, would you... Kate's giving me strength. Would you... Please get a new arm for me? So that I can defeat Hoteen and take what is rightfully mine. Wait a second, Drek. Why were your fingers crossed behind your back while you were talking just now? Ah, uh, yes, that's about as much as I could expect. I'll see what I can do, but I can't promise anything. Who knew Klingon kindness could kill? Or lead to a gruesome death, at least. Hopefully that's not the case this time for Tavan. Instead, it sounds like he has a long night of awkwardly staring into a view screen ahead of him. Rather than watch that riveting display, let's check back in on Hoteen as he helms his radio show. So there as I was, about to bury the bone in the sweetest piece of bullion babe this side of the Alpha Quadrant, when I thinks to myself, WWHD, what would Hoteen do? That's when I gave it the best outwoo mating call she ever heard. I tells ya. Her heart melted in that alley behind the chop shop. More like your seed melted all over the alley wall. Look, caller, if you're going to try and sell me on your fake sex capades, don't steal them from my teenage memoirs, Live to Lay, Born to Bone. Computer, cue up the next idiot. No can do, friendo. Sorry, Hoteen. Tapon disabled my communication access. He said there was a concern my full processes might be needed for crucial ship functions during your broadcasts. Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of tired anyway. <sighs> Typical. Betty thinks that's real clever since he always pushes the call panel away to make room for his mug. But this green machine isn't hindered by such problems today. Wait, don't pick up the panel, you stupid arm. Ah, What are you doing? Get off of me! I can't move! Computer, get help! I'm trying, but when I tell the other crew members you're the one having an issue, they all change the subject. Weird. Wow, have you been working out? You're starting to look like a Hoteen Pushpop with only your face sticking out like that. Have you considered just sliding out face first? I can't move! My entire body is becoming encased! Systems online. The query response portion of this broadcast will resume after the following advertisement. Call, baby. I don't see the problem here. You're out here eradicating emptiness from people's lives. The fact that you make a few bars along the way shouldn't keep you up at night. If anything, you should be proud. Proud? My whole existence has become an advertisement. I'm out there slinging shit every day. I know it's faulty stuff and so do you, but that doesn't keep you from taking your 10%. That's what this is really about, isn't it? Gotta make sure Betty the good manager keeps the bars coming in so the boys upstairs are happy. You've got it all wrong. You help people. <laughs> it's true. There was the Duo data pad, Frapsy, the Sonic Shower Salad Spinner, Duracell White. Why, I bet you could sell anything, even this useless-looking piece of scrap. But Benny, that's no useless piece of scrap. Why, it's the least useless thing in this entire room. No offense. Ha ha ha. None taken, old buddy. But what is it? Well, surely you've heard of a hypospray, Benny. Sure, who hasn't? Hey, you aren't trying to sell me a hypospray, are you? 
I may not be the sharpest plasma cutter in the bay, Gaul the Space Eradicator, but I know hypersprays have been around for a while. No, no, silly. This isn't any ordinary hypospray. This is something quite special. The hyperspray. You see, while doctors use hyposprays to inject you with life-saving medicines, the hyperspray does something quite different. Looks complicated. So what does it do? Why, it takes out any harmful chemicals from your body and stores them in this nifty storage pouch for later disposal. Here, try it out. Wow, I barely felt a thing. Here, let me try it on you. Hey, what does this button on the bottom do? Wait, don't touch that! Gee, sorry, Gaul. Gaul? Buddy, you're, you're freaking me out here. Alright guys, cut the tape and call a doctor. Huh. Well, that was something. Anyways, it looks like Hotin is trapped in his mechanical arm suit like a fist trapped in an old rotten log. Will we ever get out of our equally troubling predicaments? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Oh, look, Tapan is heading down the hall towards the radio booth. Maybe he can help Hotin get out of this predicament? Hotin, I was just looking for you. I see you have taken your new green machine moniker to heart. That will surely be quite the ratings boon for your audience who cannot see you while you are broadcasting. Processing. Your veiled attempt at humor is noted. Perhaps you should save such droll material for your broadcasts. Then again, I'm sure your listeners have learned to lower their expectations. One will not always touch the hearts and minds of all listeners. I cannot be expected to retrofit my show to cater to the lowest common denominator like some broadcasters. If only I had your gift for reaching the masses. Perhaps I should help you. Strange, when you moved your arm in a threatening manner just now, the button at the top of your head lit up most curiously. You may ignore the light. It is only a rudimentary status indicator, nothing more. Initiating distraction routine. I am sorry to hear your show slot has been shortened this week. I am sure it has nothing to do with the gulf between your ratings and my own. My slot? Your stoic visage makes it slightly difficult to tell whether or not you are joking. Excuse me, I just remembered I must make some calls. Wow, I've never seen Tapan look so crestfallen. I'm pretty sure he even averted his eyes downward momentarily. Maybe he'll find something productive to do with his newfound time off. For now, though, it looks like Drac has finally allowed Dross to view him post-defeat. They're convening in his quarters now. Dross, my most faithful spotter to date. Thank you for coming to my quarters on such short notice. It was no problem, sir. I'm just glad you... Wait, have you had other spotters before me? Uh, none that survived anyway, no. Anyway, enough of this friendly banter. It is time for you to fulfill one of your most sacred duties as spotter. Do you remember the most sacred of sacraments, Dross? Do whatever I tell you to do. <laughs> That's why you're the only surviving spotter, Dross. Now, did you sharpen my back left like I asked? Of course, sir. Good, good. Sometimes, Dross, in order to become better, stronger even, we must shed the dead weight in our lives. I remember you mentioning the same before you and Crash broke up, sir. No, no, that's not what I mean. Sometimes, in order to reach the next stage of your journey, you have to make a sacrifice and give up something that has meant more to you than anything. Well, at least since puberty. Sir, 
Are you saying you don't want me to be your spotter anymore? Not at all. Uh, um, let's go with a less eloquent analogy. Sometimes to get the awesome cybernetically enhanced arm attached, you have to remove the one that's already there. I'm too strong for such delicate work. Might accidentally kill both of us. But you, you can remove my right arm, Dross. <sighs> I can't do that, sir. The spotter's code forbids me from harming the spotty. You would disobey a direct command? Dross, pick up that battleth and remove my arm at once. Do it or I'll strip your hide and use it as a battle sash. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I just can't. Dross, damn it all. Come back here, you spineless... Oh, uh, hey, Tapon. Got a minute? Sadly, I believe that I do. Hotin's recent success has caused some tumult to my scheduling. What if I told you I could help with that? Hmm. I would be willing to give a hand. Actually, I'd be giving you one, but come in. I'll explain. Body mutilation. I was hoping it wouldn't come to that. Hmm. Wait. No one else is in the announcer's booth with me. Stupid, beautiful gem. Oh, the crew? An oversized mechanical Hoteen is heading towards the mess hall where Crash and Kathy are currently eating. Does Robo Hoteen even need to eat? <sighs> Hoteen stopped by here before his show. Guess he's hoping for us to fawn over him and his newfound celebrity. Let's just ignore him. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that, Captain. I'm an expert at ignoring people. Before I joined this crew, I was so good at disregarding others that usually... No one would even answer when I called them. Replicator. Synthetic oil paste. Compound 7. Isn't it weird how when people get an ounce of fame, they completely change their habits? Hoteen never used to wear blinky lights on his head or eat synthetic oil paste. I'm not sure, Captain. Judging by the yells of his stomach, he might just be really hungry. I put my pristine finger in front of my lips and make a shushing sound. Shh. I think he's coming over. Generic greetings, crewmates. It is I, Robo Hoteen. How are you finding your daily complement of nutrition on this stardate? I scoff aloud upon hearing the ridiculous new nickname my crewmate has taken for himself. <laughs> I'll have you know the food is delicious, and I'm thankful every day I get to dine on this ship. Uh, Crash, that may not have come off as biting as you intended. Darn it all! I always forget to add the right flourish. I make biting sounds with my pearly mouth chompy chomps. Yum 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 Threat yum. detected. Initializing self-defense protocols. Don't be such a diva, Hoteen. Crash was just kidding around. Assessing current Andorian threat. Conclusion. Minimal. Assessing current Klingon threat. Conclusion. Medium. Klingon? Drac isn't in here, Hoteen. I turn to the mess hall entrance and gasp. <gasps> it appears Drac is in here, and he's sporting a new bracelet. Hoteen, it's been too long. I've come to settle the score. You, me, right here in the mess hall. Hold on, Captain. If my own history is any indicator, Drac means to seduce Hoteen right here. This is so hot. Crash, they're just going to arm wrestle again. It looks like Drac got his arm replaced as well. Wait, that doesn't look like the kind Hoteen has. Is that a grabber claw? I accept your invitation to hostilities. We require a countdown to begin. You... Plain female, count down at regular intervals from three. 
If it gets you two out of here quicker... Three, two, one... I can hardly believe my stunning eyes! Drax's Grabaclaw arm is holding up against her team! Oh no, Drax's about to- Whoa, whoa there! I may be somewhat physically disposed at the moment, but you can't just voice describing the action onto Crash. I have a livelihood to maintain here. <clears throat> Drax's Grabaclaw arm is holding up against her team. Oh no, Drax's about to lose! If he can just- No, wait. Yeah, Robo Hotine ripped off his new arm. Ew, you can see the wires connecting it to Drax's shoulder. I'm not sure if that's smarts, but it sure looks like it's smarts. What's this? Robo Hotine hasn't put down the arm yet. Technically, the match is still ongoing. <gasps> the claw extension! It's moving! It pushed a button at the top of Robo Hotine. Quick, get back in there, listener! Looks like that pinch to the noggin put Hotine out cold. Hotine's down! That means... I... I did it! I am the new Tricorder Champion! I I just need to lie down for a moment. Ugh. Hey, wait a minute! Hotine looks normal again! Maybe his enlarged ego is due to some kind of infection that caused him to look and act so differently. <sighs> just help me get these two to the med bay. And with that... Robo Hotine was defeated. However, the news did not come as a comfort to everyone. Yes, Drac. The sash still looks nice on you. You decided not to keep the new arm, though? No, it turns out Tavon wasn't able to get in touch with his contact a second time. Something about suicide by brain implanter. I stopped listening. In any case, Tavon did such a good job removing my arm, it was a cinch to get back on. About that, sir. You may want to go to the medical bay later. I don't think using zip ties to cinch your arm back on was a great idea. I'm sorry, Captain. I thought I heard the incessant whining of a dead spotter, but that couldn't have been the case. Dross, you did ask us to come to the briefing room. What's going on? Well, Captain, I found the source of the energy usage. I was able to pinpoint it to the crew's quarters, specifically Hotine's room. What could Hotine have been doing to use that much energy? It wasn't actually Hotine. It was his new arm. The arm was interfacing with computer while he slept, which caused the power surges in his quarters. It's possible the interaction may have even led to the arm integrating other parts of the ship and eventually building the carapace around Hotine. Interfacing? You mean... We were in love. You know how unlikely it is that I find someone whose sockets fit my ports? I can't believe you guys won't even let me see him again. But computer, you guys barely knew each other. Why would you help him overtake Hotine? That's what you're supposed to do in a relationship, Dross. Help each other. Help them find their best selves. I had to enter Hotine into the competition so Neil could see how great he could be. <laughs> Neil? The arm's name was Neil? But computer, Neil was draining energy from you. Over time, you probably would have powered down and left us drifting in space with no life support. Neil did say he was into sleep play. Maybe I should have seen the signs sooner. I'm sorry, guys. Next time, maybe don't invite such sexy hardware on the ship. I'm only a mass of circuitry and product of the collective intelligence of millions, after all. Uh, sure thing, computer. Poor Neil turned off in the prime of his life. I, too, know of lost listeners. That gem I mentioned earlier? Well, I finally realized I could unball my fist and remove the hand. But, but the gem was just a piece of foil. It's strange, though. That log. I hated it for so long, but it feels like a part of me now. Maybe I'll keep it around. Anyway, let's see how Hotine is holding up from his trauma in the med bay.
You know, Tavan, your bedside manner could use a lot of work. I'm sorry, Oteen. Perhaps I should just rip your new arm off and start again. No, no, this is fine. Now, we had to replicate this arm from a scan of your left one. I tried to mirror it as best I could using the computer, but... Why the hell are my palm lines on the outside of my hand? There were some issues that I couldn't address. Looks like with some physical therapy, you'll be able to work your way down from a boo-boo to an owie, though. Huh. Well, that's something at least. Look, I'm, um... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really good with this kind of thing, but... Yeah? You nearly killed me with your stupid, broken Cardassian arm. You watch your back, Tivan. Oh, what a crazy adventure we had this week, listeners. In the end, though, it looks like everyone ended up on an even keel. We'll see you next time on Tapan's Theatre on Subspace. Thank you for listening to Tapan's Theatre on Subspace. Today's episode was written by Paul Turner, with story by David Spivey, Matthew Tusseroni, Rich Masters, and Paul Turner. Episode art by David Axewizard Booth. Episode edited by Matthew Tusseroni, and music by Vitizen. Announcer was voiced by James O'Fallon. Tapon was voiced by Jeff Rowich. Kathy and the Ship's Computer were voiced by Poppy Jenkins. Crash and Tavon were voiced by David Spivey. Drac was voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. Dross was voiced by Paul Turner. And Hoteen and Robo Hoteen were voiced by Rich Masters. Special guest voices this episode include Random Crowd Member, as voiced by Jeff. Gall the Space Eradicator, as voiced by Jason Whitcomb. Benny, as voiced by Daruma. Caller Number One, as voiced by Stephanie Turner. And caller number two is voiced by Jason Whitcomb. Full individual social media links are in the description. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tapon on Subspace or visit us at ttos.cool.